From the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Well, today we're going to begin looking at the biblical word, the biblical term that defines our salvation, the word election. Now, that's not a word that we need to be afraid of, although there are so many people that abuse it, especially when the the fallacy of Calvinism that's raised its ugly head once again, and especially in independent Baptist churches, and, uh, and it's absolutely divided and all but destroyed the Southern Baptist churches. Now, look, we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 1, and this is going to be a bit a, a chapter that's going to be kind of home base for several of the Bible terms that define and describe our salvation. And I want to read for you a few verses here in Ephesians chapter 1. Paul says in verse number 3 of chapter 1 of Ephesians, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now, there's no period there. There's a colon. So he's going to describe what those blessings are according as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. That's election, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. And then you have, uh, then it says in verse 5, I'm just going to kind of set a little bit of a foundation today, having predestinated us by unto the adoption of the children by Jesus Christ himself. Now we have predestination. According to the good pleasure of his mother, those two words, those are separate words, distinct words. They're related, but they are not the same. They're, like I said, they're, a pair, they're like cousins. They're related, but you cannot marry them. You cannot join them together. They're different. And then he, he says, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he made us accepted in the beloved, and whom we have redemption. There's a Bible term about our salvation. Through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to riches of grace. And, and so we, we have several words here, Okay. Um, election, predestination, uh, redemption, ad- adoption, redemption. In other words, that we're going to look at. And, and uh, Peter uh, said that we are elect according to the foreknowledge of God. Now, that, that's a wonderful, wonderful word. If you do not know the doctrine of election, you do not know the doctrine of salvation. Now, it's one of the most difficult words associated with salvation. Again, it's controversial. If, if it's misunderstood, if I could sum, summarize uh, election in a clear, concise basis, it's this. Now, I want you to get this because this is where people get off base. It's a need-to-know basis, and you don't need to know. Say, so, preacher, what do you mean? It means that there are some things that God knows that he doesn't tell us. Do you know the problem with Calvinism is it is the hubris, the pride, the arrogancy that dares to presume that it can that it can, uh, art, that that it knows the mind of God, and God says in Isaiah fifty five, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know what uh, these people, these Calvinists have thought, figured, think they think that they that they think like God, they think that they know the thoughts of God. By the way, I haven't met a Calvinist yet that wasn't arrogant. I haven't met one yet that wasn't elect either. Somehow them and their family always seem to make the cut, I, I, and, and others don't. Now, look, let, let me help you. We're going to look at this term 
for a few days. And there are a few words that will help us in, in with this this word, okay? Because I, I had I had a young man that I, I him and his wife I went to Christ many many years ago. They were in our church and. Um, he was in the military, and they, they wound up moving to the state. Several years later, I hadn't heard anything from him for a while, and, and uh, he emailed me, tell me about a little boy, the little baby boy that they had when they left here. He's nine, ten years of age, and then um, he they were in church, and and the 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 little boy got saved, and he was so happy, and then all of a sudden he, but he said. But the pastor said, my son's not saved because he's not elect. Who in the world, how does the pastor know who's elect and who's not? How did that pastor know the mind of God? You know, I asked him, I said, when did you quit? When did your church quit having invitations? This was an independent Baptist church, a good church that was at one time. And he said, well, just a few months ago, how'd you know? I said, well, as soon as you, you get into this Calvinism, you quit having a decision because no God no longer makes the Holy Spirit no more no longer is speaking to you, making impressions in your your life to make decisions. Now it, it, Calvinism kills a church; it'll close the doors of a church every time because once you figure God out, you don't need Him. Uh, now look, there there are some rules, there are some guidelines for studying the doctrine of election. These are ones that I was taught, and I'm going to share them with you so that they can be a help to you. Again, uh, th these are just, I, I, I'm being very transparent about the fact these are just the lessons I taught, and I've never been able to say it any better or, or present it any better, so I'm using what I was given. And uh, now look, this is rule number one. The Bible does not provide answers to everything that you want to know about God and the Bible. God is not bound. God does not is not bound to satisfy all your intellectual and theological curiosities. He doesn't have to tell you if Adam had a belly button. He just don't have to do that. There are some things that God knows that He's done not put in the Bible. If you think that now, I believe that when you open the Bible, you open the mind of God. You get to see what God's thinking about. But if you think that God put everything that's in His mind in that in just those few pages of Scripture, you. You, you've gone over to the cuckoo's nest, friend. There are things that you will never know in the mind of God. There are things that you will never comprehend in the mind of God. There are things that you will uh, never understand in the mind of God, so speculation is useless. So, so you can't worry about it. By the way, if God doesn't tell us, it's nothing that concerns you and nothing that you need to be concerned about. It's nothing for you to worry about. So God does not tell me everything, provide me every answer for every question I have about God or the Bible. Certainly not in the mind of God. Now, if it's in the Bible, then there's something that God wants to reveal, something for he knows, wants us to know. And there are certain things that God reveals, and he reveals a little bit, but not everything about a certain particular subject. Okay? So if he only tells you a little bit about it, you have to be satisfied with what he tells you and not the things that he doesn't tell you. Because I don't care what the subject is in the Bible, there's probably always something else that we could ask or wonder about or ponder. So you have to be satisfied with the information that God has given you. That's rule number one. That, that's, that it's a need-to-know basis and you don't need to know. That's what they taught me in the military. You know what you need to do? You need to do what you're told. You know what? There are things that God tells us about himself and about that we can know. And then God, and you know what we know enough? We know enough to follow orders. 
Because the Bible, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. God wants me to do something for him. You know what he wants me to do? He wants me to go out and tell other people how to be saved, to tell them that they're lost, that they're sinners, that there's a penalty for their sin, and, and that the wages of sin is death, but that Jesus died for them on the cross. He lived the sinless life, offered himself as a pure and spotless sacrifice on Calvary, and shed his blood, it was three days, three nights in the grave, came up out of the grave, and uh, and whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, that's what he wants me to do. I know enough about God to do what God wants me to do. So I don't have I don't have to be concerned about the things that he does not tell me that are in his heart and in his mind that are higher than the earth and higher than the heavens and past by his ways are past finding out, we're told. So I'm not going to waste my time trying to find out something that he's not going to tell me that keeps me from doing. By the way, I haven't met a Calvinist yet that was a, that was a faithful soul winner. You know, what they're, you, you know what they're doing? They spend all their time trying to understand things that they, they can't understand, and they're not doing what God sent them out to do. Because the mission of the church and the mission of the believer is to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So let's not worry about the things that we don't have to, that are not ours to worry about. If it doesn't concern us, we don't need to be concerned about it. We do need to be fulfilling our great commission and living a holy life. We're, that's the first rule of the guidelines of studying election. I'm going to give you the second one tomorrow. I hope you join us on the broadcast then. No longer a pauper. You've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archived broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search From the Poor House to the Palace. From a poor lowly place.